He doesn't respond to my offer for help, but continues smiling, his brown skin creased, burnt like a crushed cardboard. He peers up at me, giving me a look as though we have connected in a strange way. The smile seems personal, as though we share a private secret. Please let me help you with that. I reach for his suitcase, but he hangs on tight. It's obvious he doesn't speak English. He clings to the suitcase with both arms, shielding it from me. His smell is almost overpowering, acrid, pungent, as though he hasn't taken a bath in months. I look into his eyes and realize the left one is blind, a milky veil covering the pupil in spongy blankness. The other eye gleams like black onyx, and I feel it penetrate into my own. He continues to stare at me, smiling while protecting his suitcase. I feel somehow connected to this man. Is he a beggar? A vendor? A traveler? Who is he? I'm aware that the cities in India are full of beggars, men, women, and children with desperate lives. He hobbles to the edge of the walkway and unties the frayed twine around the battered suitcase. Inside is a small rug and what appear to be a few dozen clay amulets. He rolls the rug out on the warm dirt and sits on it, his legs crossed with the crippled foot twisted upward. He spreads out the amulets before him, closes the suitcase, the whole time watching me with this one good eye and smiling that smile. How does he do it, I wonder? How does he manage to go on with life when he's old, crippled, half-blind, and destitute? People have asked me, John, how have you survived all of your suffering? Here is a man that makes my struggles look easy. What motivates him to continue living? His mouth is dry and peeling. His smile reveals blackened gums. I'm filled with feelings I can't identify. And on the crowded, noisy street by the Delhi airport, I ask him, how do you go on? He nods, the grin spreads. We can't communicate with words. He probably speaks Hindi, the official language of India. For the last few years, I've lived through overwhelming loss, and I've come to India battered and bruised by the world, but with a growing faith in God. I've learned a lot about my faith since its fragile underpinnings were rocked to the core 18 years ago. I'm seeking his direction for my life. I wonder what faith, if any, this man has. He must have some sort of faith, probably Hindu, since 85% of India is Hindu. The remainder is split between Christian, Muslim, and Buddhism. Hindus have thousands of gods they worship. The caste system, which was outlawed by the government years ago, is still very alive in practice. This man, no doubt, is a Dalit, or untouchable, the lowest caste. I've just spent two months of classroom study at a discipleship training school in Hawaii called Youth with a Mission, or YWAM. This part of our practical training is to work among the poorest of the poor in India, supporting local Indian pastors who work tirelessly to minister to these people. I kneel down as the man holds out an amulet to me, places it in my hand. Is it a gift? Of course not. I tell him, thanks, but I'm traveling with only a duffel bag and backpack, and I don't have room for one more thing. Besides, I've been downsizing my life over the past ten years, and I don't want to start accumulating things again. The man clicks his tongue. He has no idea what I'm saying. He pats my hand and strokes my arm with two weathered fingers. I look at this man and realize I'm someone like him, really, in a way, aren't I? A struggler in life. Granted, I'm not blind or crippled, but we're both out here making our way in a difficult world. I'm still holding the amulet. I pull out a $5 bill from my pocket and give it to him. I haven't had time to get rupees, and $5 could be a small fortune to him. God bless you, I tell him, and I place the amulet back on his rug.
His face erupts in another grin, and he places his hands together and gives me a rapid series of bows. I have an urge to stay and talk to him, this man who can't understand me. His one glittering eye tells me he might be listening. Feeling awkward, I finally say goodbye, leave him there, and continue walking. When at last I come to the hotel, I'm sweating and my sinuses feel stuffed with wool. The hotel clerk hands me a key to a room, and I fall into a thin, worn-out mattress in a windowless room, protected by a door with an antique lock. The question still stirs in my head. How does he have the will to get up in the morning, that old man? What is there to live for when you're old, half-blind, and crippled, with only a rug and some clay souvenirs to sell? I'll be here in India for two months on this mission trip. I pray to be useful. I traveled 8,000 miles to India to be a blessing. I would have gladly sat down on the ground with that old man and talked.